Welcome to the Strut with Chili, TD, and Info Joe. In addition to the 28-25 victory over Buffalo, on Saturday, women's volleyball lost three sets to zero at the Florida Invitational. Men's soccer fought to a 1-1 draw against Old Dominion. On Sunday the 19th, women's soccer in action, 2-1 winner in overtime over App State, and women's volleyball lost again three sets to zero at the Florida Invitational. Tuesday, men's soccer will drop their first game of the season to Florida Atlantic by a score of 1-0. Fans, you're all caught up. Now here's more Strut. TD, Info Joe, Teal Nation, Strut Nation. Welcome to 54 Minutes of the Tealist, realist, surf turf idealist, Chadwell ain't taking the nearest, giving you mass and ordealist. You're going to need more than a minute to feel this real deal, big wheel, can't conceal my zeal. CCU podcast called the strut. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> welcome in and welcome in, Teal Nation. We've got a lot to unpack from the previous game versus Buffalo, the 28-25 to 25, uh, victory. We'll take it. Look, it's all about winning ugly. It's still a victory. So, but uh, Chili just uh, gave us a little bit of his – little bit of taste of chili. A little taste of chili. There you go. I need a sponsor for that. Uh, we need – you know, we need to uh, – we need to get some sponsors, like the, the Chili Dip sponsor. We need to get – uh, the Info Joe sponsor, maybe we can get sponsored by like Apple or IBM or, you know, Microsoft or. <laughs> I can ask my dad for $5. Android, something like that. And then, you know, <laughs> come in and, and try to just get, you know, I've got a playpen full of toys next to me here in my coast room. So maybe I'll get my tail. You know, I'm pretty sure I've kept the mortgage on at some commercial, you know, inventory warehouse, all the stuff we have here. So anyways. Yo, Joe, how, how you doing, doing tonight, man? Doing good. Good. Feeling good after another win. 17th in the country, got a big one on Saturday. Feel like we're going to be in good shape in this one. UMass without a win and uh, struggling a little bit, so we'll see. Joe, how was the flight? Oh, great. Great flight. Uh, great flight up. That was a great trip. Triple dub, you know, last weekend. We got a waterfall, you know, and, and I'm not ashamed to admit that I ate some wings. That's the home of the buffalo wing, right? You know, we tamed Buffalo on That's Saturday. Right. We, we went yep. and ate a little bit on Saturday night, on a Friday night, and then we uh, got the win. So it was, a, it was a great flight up. And then coming back, hour and 20 minutes, we're back before sundown. And the president, Dr. Benson, got to sing the victory song when we pulled I was going to get, I was going to ask, how was that? I saw it yep. on the, uh, on the yep. uh, gram or Twitter or something. It was, it, it was, mm -hmm. it's called Pop. It's Party on Plane when you win, my man. Party on Plane. That's a good we term. That's a really good term. Nice, nice. Well, so let me get this right. We went, we went trade dub on this weekend. Waterfalls, wings, and a win. Mm -hmm. Triple dub, triple dub. We'll triple take it dub. every time. www.coastalvictory.com. Dub his. <laughs> well, let's say, let's get right into it, man. Let's unpack this Buffalo game. Chili, you wanna, you wanna start us off? 
Yeah, I got some numbers for us here. It was a 28-25 victory at Buffalo. Offensively, Coastal had 444 yards of total offense. That was 212 on the ground, 232 through the air. Buffalo had 408 yards of total offense, 262 on the ground, 146 in the air. Our uh, leading rusher, Shamari Jones, 16 carries, 149 yards and a touchdown. Leading receiver, Hiley, four catches, 91 yards and a touchdown. You want me to go ahead and do defense too while we're at it? Absolutely. Some is good sure. as worse, but okay. Defensively for our beloved Shauna Clears, leading tackler was Silas Kelly. He had 10 total. That was nine tackles and one assist. Teddy Gallagher was also with 10 tackles total. He had five solo and five assists. And Enoch, Joe Cash, and Man Crush McConzo had three solo tackles, six assists, nine total tackles. And Joe for the second game in a row. He had a forced fumble. He's the best he player on you know, defense. Nobody's talking about. He, he did. He's, he's really playing well. He and Teddy, you know, and, and Silas really, I think, are stepping up and, and playing good football on that side, on the defensive side. I think CJ is also playing pretty well right now. We, we need some other guys, though. You know, mm -hmm. as we go through this, I'm going to tell you, we need some guys, some difference makers to start making some plays on that side of the ball. You know, we've gotten through these first three. 3-0, but we're going to get to where we want to go. We got to step it up over there. I was thinking about have our dudes, general. Man. Go ahead, TD. Got to have our dudes. Our dudes step up, man. You know, we got to have them. We talked about that. We were texting during the game. We got to have our dudes step up, man. Um, well, I know we'll unpack that a little more. Spill, hey, Spillums! I got Spillums playing well. I mean, I got to give kudos to that guy. I, mean, I mean, he's made two huge plays the last two weeks. You know, the, the the other the other day, I mean, he goes back and fields that punt, and sets us up for what wound up being the winning score. So, I had guys playing some good football for us. All right, I want to just real quick while I got a chance here, Chili. That I, it's part of my notes, but I just want to just want to notate it. They had to know, Joe. They had to know, Chili that we were going to practice that as a high-quality top 25 program. We were going to cover the fact that they got the QB uh, punt in their arsenal, which, by the way, he did drop a 73-plus or something-yard punt at Nebraska. So, uh, 80, 81. <laughs> 81. 81. I knew. 81. I mean, it, that's right. It hit, it hit 73 and rolled into the end zone. But over, that's right. It was like 81 yards totally 81. covered. You know, it actually ended up going to the end zone, but not to derail us, but – they had to know we were going to cover that. And when I saw Spillum late, late make that adjustment, go back, like they played it well. They were, in a, they were in a safe D or a safe D punt. And then as he made the call, you saw Spillum just rock it back there. I went, we're, we're going to return this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, yes. And he almost did. He damn near See, returned. I had a different I, and I had a different reaction to seeing Spillum run back there because, you know, when you're watching on TV, you don't – see everything so you don't see the movement off camera and adjustments and that kind of stuff so when i see the punt get filled i'm like wait 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 wait. we're in a regular defense here we're not in the punt return so i notice that it's number 10 returning i'm like i don't know how i feel about Spillum returning this punt right now because he doesn't really do it that often if ever so he's running back with it i'm kind of sitting on the edge of my seat at my brother's house watching the game like oh god please just don't fumble this just give me some a few yards and just don't fumble turns out it's a good return we can get a Spillum play Every game, it seems like. Um, Absolutely. And, and we had to have our defense out there because they left their offense out there. I mean, it's fourth and 11. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they're not running their punt team out there. So we're kind of waiting to see what they're going to do. We don't think they're going for fourth and 11 deep in their own end. So we kind of waiting to see what's going on there. And like TD just mentioned, they're trying to see if they can, you know, sucker us into something and, and, and flip the field like that. Our guys are waiting for that thing. And then boom, we run spilling back there and they've got a bunch of linemen trying to cover a punt, which that's not going to work. They got a bunch of other guys who aren't used to covering in that situation, trying to go down there and tackle somebody. 50 yards later, we're in business. You know, I was hoping that you'd have a coastal version of Auburn's kick six where mm. <laughs> Spillum's going to return it for a touchdown. And, like, go nuts, man. <laughs> Just like, have, like, a moment like that where uh, the, the announcer from Auburn had had his moment like that. I was thinking – the thing is, fourth and 11, as soon as they went fourth and 11, I noticed that he was not at – again, I'm – put a bow on it. He was not at his four and a half, five yard depth for a, a shotgun snap. He was about seven. And I said, why would you, why would, why would you do this? I mean, I understand, you know, if you're at your 50 and it's fourth and like nine and you're, and you're maybe, maybe it's something that's, you can kind of sneak it away, but you just pulled it off versus Nebraska, right? You got it. You, you did that. And I, and I can appreciate that moment when they did it. But you got to think, smart teams like Coastal are going to pick up on that, man. And they were, we were prepared for it. So that was – that let me know as a ball player we were dialed in. We didn't execute very well, and I know we're going to unpack that a little bit here. But we were dialed in, though, which that, – that, that was good to see. That was good to see. Yeah, and speaking of the execution, <clears throat> I got to thinking about just, you know, we're three games into the season. What were we like three games into the season last year? And I'm trying to figure out – is is our view of what we're looking at on the field so far are we looking at it in terms of an isolated year for this year after three games or are we kind of comparing it to last year at the end of the season or are we looking at the first three games last year and kind of being able to make a good comparison there because i feel like the coaches are aware they, they got to be aware of some stuff that's you know glaring things that we're seeing obviously too so i'm, I'm wondering are we looking at this thing is it through the lens of last year's performing defense and how well they did or are we looking at it through like the first three games and for what they're worth i just i don't have an answer for that frankly i'm just i was just thinking about that in the car a couple days ago just about are we you know again what's our perspective is it through last year's team or are we looking at it for the three games that we have so far you know i'll I'll offer this at the beginning of the year I, i made the comment on podcast number one or two that I thought we were going to have an overall better defense this year than we did last year. And I still think we are capable of doing that. I think there's a couple of things. Is one, we have to understand and recognize too that okay, tossing the Citadel game aside, which you can't because we did hold the Citadel, you know, pretty pretty under what they're doing now. But the Kansas offense is better than they were last year. I understand the score didn't reflect that, but we all agree on Kansas is better. Their quarterback is much better this year they were last year. Buffalo is a better team, and I think we will see that in the length of this season. But it's human to compare the optics of three games in plus the end of last year with this year. It is damn near impossible not to because your expectations are high coming off of last year. Joe, am I right or wrong? I mean, to some extent, I would agree with that. I think each season is different. Each season is always going to be different. There are always going to be different 
X factors. There are going to be different guys running around out there. And, you know, our, our defense overall, I, I agree with you, though, TD, that I thought that we have a potential, and we still do have the potential of being mm -hmm. a better defense. We missed Teron Jackson out there at that five-technique defensive end spot just to be able to fight through blocks and get there. You know, we, we really don't have that guy just yet. You know, Josiah Stewart shows the ability to do that. But, he, you know, right now he's a pass rush specialist, and he's a true freshman. You know, he's, he's got a long way to go. So we, right. we need we need a guy over there that can really kind of free up some things elsewhere. And we also need some other guys to really kind of step it up too. Like I said, you know, in our opening here tonight, we have the potential to be better, but each season is different. You know, last season through three games, we were like, what do we have here? You know, <laughs> where, where is this coming from? We, we were three, and know, and we have just blown away three teams and we look mighty good. I don't think Amen. a lot of people were really expecting that this season. We were expecting it, and it's kind of, you know, unfolded a little bit differently. We've won three ball games. We've done it maybe a little bit differently. I mean, we've still blown out two teams. We had to fight through Buffalo, but yeah, it's a little bit different. Each season is different. And point of comparison, this, go go ahead. Tell me, all for this okay. is we were two wins away from trying to be five to met to meet our win total from the year before mm -hmm. for the last year. We let's be honest. Three games in, I know what I was thinking is sweet. Jesus, we are three games away from being bowl eligible. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know, it was perspectives. I say so, Chile. I guess I, the reason I cut y'all was to your point. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, this dovetails into what you're saying. Is I was thinking, oh my God, if we can get three more games in before, let's be honest, before we hit that app, Troy, Southern, all that kind. I'm like, can can we just get three more wins? Can we get yeah. bowl eligible? Because we were then, so close a year before. Yeah. So the first three games last year, we led off with Kansas, and it was a 38-23 win. Then we beat Campbell 43-21. Then the next game was the Arkansas Arkansas State win, 52-23. Blew them out, man. Yeah. That was unexpected. That was when I, I I thought, I'm like, Joe, I know where Joe was going at comment because I remember he and I were texting, like, I tell you, I remember something to the effect of, did we just blow them out? I mean, it's the same Arkansas State team. Now, granted, their head coach – um, you know, there were some challenges there for him off the field. You know, I know that he had lost his wife the previous year. I know that he was a little disenfranchised with what was going on off the field with some of the administration. Again, that was well known. That's not something that was unknown. But by the way, kudos to him what he's done at Utah State. Yeah, man, they're three and zero. Took a program that was been a doormat in that conference out there in the whack, and is it is and is, is really really revitalized that program. So kudos to him, um, to Coach Anderson. So that being said, though, I think. You know, if you remember, y'all, that Campbell game, we 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 didn't really get impressive until late in that game. Yeah, really, a little bit of a dog fight in the first half. It wasn't it wasn't exactly pretty either. So, um, speaking of things that were a little off, look, I picked up on something too. Grayson was frustrated at the end of that game, and it, that's something that. I can tell that I think he feels like we're not optimizing our ability on all as, all aspects of the offense. I, I look that pop pass as Joe called it last night with Jamie on the uh, on the Tuesday call-in show. That pop pass or whatever, whatever. I'm like Joe, whatever the hell they call it now. I don't know what they call it. Toss pass, pop pass, jet sweep pass, jet action, whatever you um, want to call it. You know, he's taking of Puerto Rico. I mean, you know, whatever they said on the little giants, you know, icebox annexation of Puerto Rico. You know, I don't know what they call it now. <laughs> it's um, but bed good. I know Joe, you covered it. I'm gonna take away that because I don't know if you have that on your list, but man, I was inspired by hearing that story that y'all talked about. But man, he's somebody that 
Joe, you may know more than I do. He's at full strength. Just I kind of want to plant this seed for later. So can we not use him in some other special packages and on special teams? Just that kid looked fast, fast. Well, that's mm-hmm. how we that's how he looked two years ago when he stepped on the field at UMass. You know, when we went up there and just absolutely blew their doors off, 62-28. You know, he looked really good. It's like, where is this kid coming from? He was a true freshman then, and he he did some really good things that day, and he had some foot speed about him that we're like, well, look at that. You know, and then two games later, he, you know, goes down with an E against Georgia State. We don't see him again, really, until just last Saturday. So, yeah, I mean, he took that pass. He got some great blocks down the field, too. I mean, he was not touched. He turned that corner. I think Reese White turned the corner and took somebody out. I think Cam Brown was down there wiping somebody out. We got some They likely blocks. did that kind of a barn door turn, you know, if yeah. you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turn-style type block on the, yeah. on the linebacker. I mean, it was it was a masterfully done play. So, Chili, kind of back to your point, I think it's optics, man. It's evaluation. Yeah. Joe nailed it. Again, I'm – I guess my point was it's hard not to bring in last year's excitement into this year's expectation. It's just, mm-hmm. in, I mean, I, I'm a ball player. I get every year is different, like Joe said, but it's hard as a fan now to not want to bleed over. From sure. It's natural. And that one thing I was wrestling with, like I said in the car, was, you know, we had that expectation of how things finished last year. And, and you said, TD, about how you thought it was going to be a better defense this year. I'm in there with you in the same boat. I thought it was going to be way better too. I'm not saying it's not going to be at some point this season, but I was also trying to think about it in terms of, you know, who we played the first three games last year and where we were at this point last year after three games versus where we are this year, three, you know, three games in. And that's where I kind of was. And I'll be honest with you. I don't have an answer. I think that's the beautiful thing about that question is there's, there's no real answer to it because we're probably going to continue to ponder that and maybe try and figure out where we are, for lack of a better phrase, as we go forward to game four. And then maybe if you want to look back at game four next year, sorry, last year, um, and just kind of see that. I mean, it's just, you're right. We naturally compare things like that, like we're talking about here. It's a natural comparison to make. I just was wrestling with that for myself and then thinking about what we were going to do tonight. And um, really just, I wanted to, to share it with y'all because y'all are more in the know when it comes to football itself than I am. But I also wanted to throw it out for people who are listening to us too, to kind of let that, you know, kind of that thought kind of go forward for better or for worse. I mean, cause some people are going to take it and go in a different direction with it too. Numbers aren't quite as good, not quite as good, whatever. I disagree with that. I think this is a team that's going to still, maybe it still is looking for its identity versus last year's identity. There's some things that are consistent, but I think you noticed too, Joe and TD, that every team every year is a different identity. Yeah. So that's mm. something I think we're still looking for. If you look at defensive and offensive numbers, which we do here, um, I think also we're still looking to find out really just who we are as people on the field while we play together. The other piece of this too I'll add is you got to think, what did we have last year that we didn't have this year? And it's not necessarily just one player. Again, I know I said C.J. Marable, which again we touched on earlier in, the, in, in podcast one and two, Deron Jackson, as Joe touched on, uh, he kind of set the edge for lack of better analogy. Well, not for lack of better analogy, he literally set the edge. But I think there's something else that our fan base, our viewers, our listeners, if you will, Till Nation and, and the Strut Podcast Nation, what don't we have this year that we had last year? We don't have the element of surprise. I, I, precisely. 
We've got – you can go on YouTube like I've done, and those guys, our offense – I sent a text to Jamie a week ago, okay? This is, this is how transcendent and how fast this offense is transcended. I sent a video, a 12-second video of my son's 7-8 flag football. My son was playing quarterback. For those listening, it had nothing to do with my son. What I was caught off guard by was the two coaches who were out there said, who here is watched Coastal? And they all raised their hand. Who here watched their offense? They all raised their hand. That's the offense we're running. And, like, I sent in the video, and it was interesting how they had my son and another, another kid in, in shotgun and trying to run. They had a back to his right and a back to his left offset. And I swear to God, they, he was trying to explain our option to them, to a bunch of seven, eight-year-olds. And I'm thinking – I text him. I said, Jamie, this is how far and how far you've impacted just local football. So if those guys or dads took it to that level to try to take Jamie's RPO offense to seven, eight-year-old flag, what do you think they're doing in college, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, exactly. I mean, TD, you nail it. I mean, they're, they're, you know, coming off three and nine, five and seven, five and seven, who, who's expecting us to go 11 and one last year? You know, what, what's the book on us? You know, what, what are we going to do? And what, what are, you know, at, and you don't have much time to really get ready for it. You don't have much time to get ready for a Grayson McCall that no one saw until the Kansas game last season. Okay, now there's a little bit of a book on him, even though he's having an outstanding start to this season. You know, there's a, there's a book out there. There's a book a little bit of, on us. We're going to take people's best shot. You know, I don't know if fans really pay much attention to that, you know, when Jamie says it. But we're going to get people's best shot. Buffalo gave us a great shot the other day. I mean, they're, I mean, they're, they're well they're coached. Well they're, they're, you know, they're trying to win, too. Uh, a lot of times people don't think, fans don't think, well, you know, Coastal doesn't win is because, you know, we stink. And if we do win, it's because, you know, the other team let us win. I, I, I hear that so much. I just want to, you know, just pull my hair out. What little I have, just pull my hair out. I'm like, do you, you all even watch any of this stuff? You know. Buffalo out they they they're they're measurables the other day. You know, they won time of possession. They won the turnover battle. They won the penalty battle. They won fourth quarter scoring. They won third down conversions. And guess who won the game? We did, right? Why? Can you win ugly? You know? Can you win ugly? Yeah, you, you you take a win when you can get a win over a team that won the MAC championship last year, who still have mm-hmm. a lot of good personnel. You go figure out a way to win on the road, right? That's what you do. Yeah. So you know, we're going to get people's best shot all year long. I can guarantee you that once we hit Sunbelt Conference play, you know, it will not be, you know, kind of some of the things that we saw last year. You know, we just blew people away, one by two and three scores at times. I mean, we, we will run into dog fights as we go through this thing. So people better be prepared for it. We're going to need some dogs, Joe. Oh, no, no. <laughs> you said it. I did, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to kind of put a bow on the uh, Buffalo discussion here, I do want to share the Twitter poll results from last week. TD, I think you tainted it, but I'm going to give the results anyway because I think, you know, it was probably unfair. Don't give me that look. But here's what the the results did. (laughs) So the question was, if you were going to give our three running backs a nickname as a group, what should it be? Coming in in last place with 16% of the vote was the three bronze men. Coming Terrible. in third, I made that one up, TD. Coming Terrible. in third with 17% was the three amigos. 
Uh, coming in second with 25% was the Coastal Three Party, and your winner was the law firm, TD. The law firm. The law firm. So we have to make sure we use the law firm going forward when we're talking about the three backs as a group. We okay, want to get that look, out in the, in the lexicon, if you will. And Joe, on, um, on this coming Saturday, on the next, on, on, a, on a, I'm pretty sure, a scoring drive, which we should have many of, he'll say the law firm contributed to that touchdown. <laughs> I'll definitely do that. I will definitely do that. We're going to talk about it. Hey, one other yeah. thing, too, before we do put a bow on Buffalo, I just want to ask you guys to, to kind of get your opinion on this. I mean, when we're sitting there watching, you know, the fourth quarter, we had that turnover, and then they've got the ball with, you know, nine minutes to go. They're down two scores, and they just kind of take their time, just nah, 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 nah. And I, I'm sitting there going, you know, you, you don't you don't you got to speed that up a little bit if you're Buffalo? I mean, you got don't you in the first, second, third quarter you're down 11. First, second, third quarters, that's fine. If you want to do that and 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 milk some clock and melt that clock and take time, what in the fourth quarter, all bets are off. You you've got to speed that thing up. And I, I'm just sitting there thinking they're playing right into Jamie's hands. If they score and give us the ball back with a couple, two or three minutes. We're going to grind them out, and they're not getting it back. You know, we've seen that song and dance in that movie. I don't have any times, but did y'all find that curious? I did because I thought that um, there was a – if y'all know better, please say so. But there was a game last season where we had to have a score. We were going to get the ball to start the half also. So we had like a nine-minute drive before halftime. We drove it down, length of the field, scored a touchdown, came back out, and got another drive and scored a touchdown on another long drive. So we're up three scores. Uh, a friend of mine that sits with me at the game turns to me and goes, that's Jamie Chadwell football. So if you give him the ball right back, he's just going to milk that clock, tick, 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 matriculate it down the field, if you will. And um, I agree with you, Joe. I was sitting there watching that game thinking, well, if you're going to score quick and give us the ball back, maybe that's the best defense we have is holding on to the football. I was, that was, that was Arkansas State, Chili. I mean, we okay. just wore them out at the end of the half and the first part of the second half. Oh, those were two season-defining drives, I thought, to me, because that, mm -hmm. that, that set us in motion to just blow them away. And that's when TD alluded to earlier, that's when we looked at each other and said, we've got us something. We've got us something this year. Yeah, we – um, it's – so for – I'm going to take a different approach on this, gentlemen. I take it as Coach Mo at Buffalo – realized his defense was not going to stop our offense unless our offense stopped itself. Because that's let's, – let's be honest, that happened nine out of ten drives, if you will, on Saturday. I, I, at, first I, at first I'm thinking, damn, dude, hurry up. And then it hit me. I'm like, he is going to milk the clock, score, go for two, and then onside kick. But then – he did exactly what he was hoping to do. He scored. He burned five and a half minutes. He got the two-point conversion. He got within a field goal. And then he kicked the damn ball deep. I mean, I'm like, that, that, that was when I sat back on my couch and went, that makes – I felt like the guy from Billy Madison who moderated <laughs> that event when he said, everything you just did and said, just made us all dumber. I award you no points. May God have mercy on your soul. Like, I was like, <laughs> what did you just do all that for, man? 
He kind like, of defe- he kind of defeated the purpose, didn't he? he thank you. I'm like, you literally got exactly what you were trying to accomplish, which was turn the clock, get points, get within a score, onside kick. And then when he came out for kickoff, I just was like, I mean, I don't know I, what you're like. What are you doing now, dude? You 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 got your team right where you wanted them. Put all his eggs in one basket, you know, and and credit credit the offensive line and our backs when we had to churn out two first downs. We did. You know, Grayson with a run, Braden Bennett with a run, Reese White on second and 13 picks up the Big first run. down for a second first down, and that's it. It's all over. It's, it's time to get those engines going on the sun country, and let's get out of here. That's You're right. referencing the law firm, Joe. You're referencing the law. I'll, I'll leave you with this. I'll say this, and, I, and, and this is my last kind of uh, you know, thought for the wrap-up. We beat ourselves. We almost beat ourselves in that game. We almost beat ourselves. We played ugly. We almost beat ourselves against a quality team on the road. And to Joe's point, we found a way to win. And that's what will pay dividends down the road when we go to Boone and we go to South Alabama because those are some teams now. We'll talk later about it in the Sun Belt wrap-up that, that are starting Georgia to, Southern. Georgia, Georgia, Southern's, Georgia. Georgia Southern's itching to get a shot. And, and look, they – they, they got their quarterback back. You know, I saw where Georgia State – I know we're going to get to the update, but Georgia State changed quarterbacks, and then they beat Charlotte and them. So, I mean, I think by the time we get on the other side of ULM, I think we're going to see a different Sunbelt lineup than what we anticipated the last two weeks. And I think Agreed. we're going to play a lot lot, lot better programs. So. Jump, uh, jumping into UMass now, um, we're facing a team who's 0-3. Uh, here are their scores in their first three games. A loss to Pitt, 51-7. to Lost mm. to Boston College, 45-28. Lost mm. to Eastern Michigan, 42-28. Their mm. quarterback, last name Olson, he has passed for 502 yards thus far, five touchdowns, three interceptions. Running back is Merriweather. He has rushed for 201 yards, zero touchdowns. Wide receiver is Arnold, 143 receiving yards so far with one touchdown. Their leading tacklers are tied between a linebacker, Ross, and a defensive tackle named Johnson. They both have 23 solo tackles so far this year. They have had zero interceptions so far this year, and they have three fumble recoveries. And, TD, you told us before we started, I want to share this too. Coming into the game, Coastal's a 36-and-a-half-point favorite coming into Saturday at 1 o'clock. Unreal. I mean, that's, that's, a, lot of, that's a lot of points, gentlemen. That's a lot. of. So here's what I heard. I'm going to be honest. I, I didn't break down – I didn't break them down like I did the Citadel and Kansas and and even more so Buffalo. I watched the pit game, and I saw all I needed to see. We need to come out and be coastal. To our, you know, to our listeners, look, you're going to get quality analytics from this entire team, and, and we're all going to give our different optics. But I, I, I watched – I watched film on them and – it didn't take but about 10 minutes to realize we just need to come out, play coastal offense, play coastal defense, and we need to we, we need to we need to be at that spread number to impress some voters. Cause ultimately I think that's why we dropped last week was because we didn't we didn't look good and we didn't hit that spread number. And um people can judge me on that, but that we, we need to come out, we need to thoroughly polish all three sides of the game up. I got no other analytics other than we need to come out and just take care of business, period. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, on video, my scouting report from Coach Steck says that they look a whole lot better than they did in 2020. But 
they were really bad and they really tried, they weren't going to play. And then, you know, somewhere around October or so, that's when they decided, you know, well, we're going to give it a shot. And that probably had a lot to do with why they just weren't very good. They're, they're much better now, even though their record does not indicate that, but you look up and down this lineup and I, I've almost got my spot chart put together for, you know, for Saturday, there are freshmen all over this lineup. I mean, there are a lot of new faces, a lot of young kids. And, you know, you, you look at us with all of our super seniors and seniors and experience and whatnot. I mean, we're going to have a decided edge there. So just like TD is saying, I mean, you got to come out, put a foot on them early, you know, hit, hit them with some body blows, you know, put the ball in the end zone, get some stops, play our brand of football, you know, go out and just do what it is that we do. I don't, I'm not worried, you know, worried about the spread or anything like that. Just go do what we do, take care of business, and uh, make make sure that they don't ever really feel like they're they're in the game. You know, correct. You know, underdogs. If they start to feel pretty good about things, you know, crazy things can happen. I don't expect it here, but this is a rebuilding UMass team, and then again, they've got a lot of young faces. You know, mm-hmm. a, a relatively young head coach. They're they're going to do some things, but you know, I don't think this year is going to be that year. This year is a rebuild for them. Yeah, and uh, if you have any hatred, UMass fans, you can you know, tweet at Joe Cashin. He'd be happy to speak to you on Twitter. Um, or you can hit us on the Strut Podcast, at the Strut Podcast. So, TD, I got You can hit us up wherever you want, man. You can hit us up wherever you want. <laughs> I'll take all the fire that UMass fans want to take. Look, they're just looking at men's basketball, right? How fast can we get to men's basketball? Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. Y'all haven't been relevant in that in a while, too, so – well, they're, they're, they're going to be better. I mean, you, you, you know, as I said, I, was, I got the spot chart. Go ahead, TD. Done. You start looking at bios, and there are a lot of three-star kids in the, on this roster. There are a lot of three-star talented kids. This is true. Kids, right? This is true. The, I, and, I, and I say that, you know, in, in all respect, I mean, this year is not going to be their year. If, if they give Walt Bell and the staff time, they That's could it. be something. You know, I mean, they that, could be. I, I think, and I think they would realize that if they just if – they, if they're watching it and they're intellectually honest about it, yeah, I mean, they're – they'll they'll see that you know so i mean yeah last year was a one-off last year was a one-off for a lot of people they didn't look good they they weren't good they just wanted to get those kids out there and a chance to play kudos to them for doing that you know kudos to them for giving those kids at least a chance to get out there and play four games of college football you know Mm -hmm. good for them they they decided you know they were going to give it a shot and so let's go play whether we get you know our tails kicked whatever let's go play and and i I credit them and give them kudos for that they didn't look good but at least they got out there that's a fair point, Joe. And again, to find humility in, in, in my analysis, um, you know, it's we, we, it was crazy to think is UMass, when I played UMass, had, they were transitioning to FCS. Where, I mean, at one time they were FCS, were they not, Joe? And they actually yeah. were really, I mean, they were really good in football at the FCS level. They made, they were one of the first to make that transition to FBS. And they had several years where they were, they were moderately good. Again, for those that are listening, look, I, look, I, there's humility in my analysis, but Joe knows where I'm coming from. If I'm, if I'm in that locker room right now, Chili, you always ask, what does it feel like to be in the locker room? I'm going to look at that Buffalo film and realize we left a lot on the table. And I'm going to come out this week in ULM, and I'm going to prove that we still know how to put points on the board. and we still have to I, I want to see the defense get some turnovers, man. Can we get some turnovers? Can we get an INT? Can we get can we get some strip fumbles? That so I'm, I'm that's I want to button that up from the Buffalo game and ahead of this game. I want to see better tackling. I want to see the first man drop his ass and square the ball 
the, the, the ball runner up and knock his numbers in the dirt and not the second man worry about stripping the daggone ball. You talking about as somebody, I understand I played offensive side of the ball, but something that aggravated me through three games, and I'm going to say it, we are tackling more poorly this year than we did last year. And I'm going to call it out. Our, our defense has got to tackle better. I know we're trying to strip the ball, but the first man there just needs to just put them square, square on their back and worry about the second man stripping the ball. I had to get it off my chest, man. I had to get it off it's my okay. chest. It's okay. Isn't it fascinating that we were one of the nation's leaders last year in forcing turnovers and yet have not been able to force one through three games yet? You know, it, I, and, and yet we're still – we're 3-0, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we're 3-0. We Imagine been, we get that cranking, right? Imagine we, we start, get that cranking. We start making people cough up the football and we start picking off passes. We, we, you know, we get a pass rush, you know, which helps our secondary. I mean, when you start – we pressure a quarterback – that really helps your back end out, you know. But it's interesting so far, you know, that we have not yet been able to make some – or at least there were chances the other day. I mean, mm-hmm. Enoch ripped one out of there, and their kid picked it up and went 60-something yards, and then the high snap over the quarterback's head. I thought we recovered that ball. The officials didn't give it to us. I don't know. Jamie was talking about that. It's like, how in the world they get the ball back? I thought we got it there. But, yeah, we didn't. But, anyway, it, it, it will come. You know, it, it will mm-hmm. come. You know, our defense will settle in. You're right, TD. Our tackling will get better, and, and the turnovers will come. So let's go ahead and slide into our Sun Belt slate that's coming up this week. Um, starting out with Thursday night, we have – this is going to be my favorite game of the week. Um, we're going to have Marshall at App State Thursday night, our game at 1 o'clock on Saturday. Then we got Texas State at Eastern Michigan, Georgia State at number 23 Auburn, Arkansas State at Tulsa, Louisiana at Georgia Southern, and Troy at Louisiana Monroe. Marshall App State is the one that's standing out to me tomorrow night. I'll just be honest with you. That's, that's the one outside of our game that I'm looking at. That's a fascinating matchup in Boone. I mean, they're going to want some revenge. Marshall took them down in Huntington last season. And, of course, Marshall's being a – that's a name that's being kicked around for maybe the next team in the Sun Belt with all of the tectonic plate shifting and all these teams going this way and that, that way and conferences trying to – you know, jockey for position, who's going to get there? Marshall's one of the teams they're talking about. I, I like this matchup, too. Looking forward to watching it. I, I like it as well. Um, you know, I, I, I popped over to yosefscabin.com, and they have already got a thread going that is massively being replied to and followed called the Revenge Tour Begins this Saturday. And Teal Nation, don't think for one second we're not on that Revenge Tour. Because we are. Um, good. So, good, 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 good. good. <laughs> I, you know, hopefully that's that's some of the the salt that will get in our team's backside, if you will, to uh, to get motivated. But I think uh, it's another opportunity for our conference this week, gentlemen. Love to get y'all's uh, quick thoughts on as well. But got to have that beat Marshall because it's a nationally televised game. Got to have them beat Marshall. Um Chili, what was there was a couple who's Louis, who's who's uh who's Lala got? They got Salah. Is is Lala playing Salah? You got, Salah you, got, you, got Lala. you got Lala at Georgia Southern, and that's another yeah. big one. That is a big yeah. game in this that's conference it. this weekend. That's a big mm-hmm. one in Statesboro. You know, I'm I'm gonna be a little I hope Southern wins that game because look, I want the Sun Belt to win on non-conference, but I want all the East to win everything in the West because every time the East wins, y'all know that's just going to continue to do what, and I'm a schedule guy. It's going to continue to elevate our schedule. Um, 
Plus, it's Louisiana. Uh, I mean, does anybody really like Louisiana except for the food? Let's be honest, guys. Come on. I like Jay Don't Walker, their play-by-play guy. The rest of them, <laughs> nah, I don't know, not so much. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm not really necessarily a huge fan of Southern either, but at the same time, I'd rather East team win. I would, know, too. They, I would, too. I agree. It's, it's um, you know, I'd rather have I'd have them win. And then uh, Georgia State's got who? Again, they, they are Auburn. at Auburn. So tell us how you feel about that, TD. Hey, kudos, kudos <laughs> to the fighting Sean Elliott for bouncing back against Charlotte, TD. You mentioned this early in our podcast tonight. I yep. mean, I, that was one. I'd, quarterback change. I, I don't know that I saw that coming. Yeah, a quarterback that people locally should remember, Darren Granger, who played at Conway, who went to Furman and then transferred to Georgia State. You know, and so I guess Quad Brown – yeah, he was ineffective in the first two games for them. So Granger gets to start, and uh, that might have been the spark they needed. They also benched their best running back. So, I mean, Sean Elliott wasn't afraid to make some moves, and they came up with a big win over Charlotte. I think what you had there, gentlemen, was an attitude adjustment mm-hmm. because the couple games that I saw Georgia State play, they had it's not like Coastal this past weekend versus Buffalo, where there were some, you know, there were there were mistakes, right? They were miscues, they were incorrect reads, drop passes, right? Their biggest challenge there was they couldn't get out of their own damn way with personal fouls and and unsportsmanlike conducts. I mean, again, we talked about it a couple of podcasts ago. So I think that change in the in the offensive backfield, at least what I saw, s- seemed to bring a little continuity, confidence, and a, but it was it was it was a quiet confidence. It was a uh, we're going to go this way. Y'all better get on board. Here's what we go. You know that that's at least what I saw. Now Auburn's going to come off. They're going to catch Auburn on the wrong week. Because Auburn just lost. Well, you know what? Let me hold that thought. They actually met. They actually might be catching Auburn at the right time. They might be catching Auburn at the right time. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I'm, in the words of Lee Corso, not so fast. They got a chance. So I just want to. I want to toot my own horn, if I may. Go ahead. I almost called Jackson State over ULM last week. That was a one-score game. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and say this. I'm going to try this again. I'm going to go ahead and tell you I think Auburn's going to win that game by at least 40 points. I just don't see Auburn letting Georgia State walk in there after losing to Penn State so close and go, they got too much pride in Auburn. I don't see Georgia State walking in there and surprising anybody. I really Interesting. don't. Interesting. I don't know. Chili. Blowout city on the plains. Hey, Chili. There's, Roll the there's credits. A limb. I just call it. Roll the credits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's a limb that you're on that Joe and I are not willing to walk out with you. I'm, ex- I'm accepting that. I'll be that guy. I don't care. I think Auburn's going to blow them out. I really do. All right, so let's do this real quick. Let's rapid fire something. Give us a game. Give us a win. Joe, Chili, you do it, and, and Joe and I will throw out who we think is going to win the game. Real quick from Sunbelt. Marshall App State. App. 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 Texas State, Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan. Yep, EMU. Georgia State, Auburn. 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 That's what I thought. Arkansas State, Tulsa. Ooh, I'm going man. A State, man. This I'm could be fascinating. I, 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 I'm know, going I mean, A State. I, Arkansas State can move the ball and put points. Give me A State. They just, hey, Tulsa just lost to Ohio State. They just put all their eggs in one basket. They shot their wide. They're, you know, I'm telling you. A state, and we need look. We want a state to win, but a state. Louisiana at Georgia Southern. Give me Georgia who Southern. Think, who do we think or who we want? I'm going with both Southern. 
Southern. Was that what's that limb called again, Travis? Yeah, I'm way <laughs> out there on it now. <laughs> Troy at uh, Louisiana Monroe. Troy. 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 Yeah. Um, so we've done the rapid fire through our schedule this week. Um, coming up, rest of the show, guys. Uh, this evening we're going to have the mullet minute. This week with C.J. Brewer. All right. I wish I had recorded this part before I recorded the the mullet minute with Brewer, so I could tell him all of your critiques about the defense to make him aware of what y'all are saying about him and his defense. I'm I'm joking. Mm. Um, mm. If you want to catch us social media wise, we are on Twitter and Instagram at the Strut Podcast. We have our Facebook page, also called the Strut Podcast. TD, I'm excited about this for you. We have a new talkback line that you can click on the link when we post the link to the show on social media or wherever you get our, uh, our, our little podcast here. There's also a link you can use to talk back to us. What you'll do is click the uh, link. It'll take you to the uh, software's website, and you actually can record a voice message that we can listen to and maybe play some back on the show at some point. We can actually edit those down, guys, and put them into the show so we can have like a barrage of just praise and how awesome our show is to open our show possibly. Oh, so you'll yes. be able to do that. Um, all you, I got to say, I'll use, just click on the link, and all you got to do is just start talking and tell us how amazing TD is and all that cool stuff. Um, your poll question for this week. I think Joe's going to like this question. Joe? Don't do like TD and taint it like he did last week. Don't taint it. What what former shunt would you like to have appear on the Strut Podcast? A, Tyler Thigpen, B, Josh Norman, C, Mike Tolbert, or D, Alex Ross? That'll be your poll question. That'll be going up. Today's Wednesday. We're recording it on Wednesday, so that's going up Wednesday night. We will have the results for that coming up on the next Strut Podcast next week. Please stay tuned because the mullet minute with CJ Brewer guys, I like CJ as a person because two things he said to me in the mullet minute before we got rolling uh, a couple days ago when I recorded it was number one TD. He's a history major. That's awesome right there. And number two, his mom is, is an assistant principal just like I am. So he and I had a lot of cool stories to share back and forth. And I like what he has to say about his future and what he wants from the game of football. He's a really engaging guy. You're going to enjoy the mullet minute with CJ Brewer coming up next. All right, the stroke, we got a special guest with us for the uh, mullet minute this week. It's Mr. C.J. Brewer. C.J., welcome to the show, man. Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm glad, I'm glad you could have me. I'm glad to have you. We, uh, we keep talking about people we want to have, and thanks to the school, they have managed to, like, knock out the park. We keep telling about who we want to get, and Mr. Davis goes out and gets, you know, about anybody we want. And, man, you're one of the best names we've had so far. So I'm, I am psyched to have you on here. And people don't notice about me, and you have a lot in common outside of this podcast outside of our love for coastal and all that kind of stuff too. We'll get in that a little bit later on, but CJ, like we always do is we start off with a chance for you to kind of you know, give the fans a little bit of insight into your journey from where you started to how you got to coastal. So tell us a little bit about, you know, where you came from your high school, all that cool stuff and how you got to coastal, what brought you to coastal? Oh yeah. You know, first of all, I'm from um, Bowden, Georgia, man. It's a small town. I graduated with, 
like 63 people, I want to say. Right then we got like we have like three red lights in our hometown. So, you know, it's I'm just real, it's real big on uh, you know, we consider it the friendly city. So, you know what I'm saying? That's what we pride ourselves on, just being friendly, you know, speaking to everybody, just trying to have a good time. So, yeah, you know, coming out of high school, you know, I pretty much had pretty much almost all Sunbelt schools and some other conferences, like pretty much G5 schools. So, yeah, I came here on a visit and, you know, it just felt like home. I just, you know what I'm saying, felt like that family vibe. You know, I'm big on family. Actually, I just put out a picture on Instagram. I mean, on Twitter, my family at the ball game this past weekend. So, you know what I'm saying? I just kind of just felt that family vibe. Like, I just felt like, you know, this was going to be my home away from home. And then once I got home, I talked with my mom. She was like, you know what I'm saying? This is for you. If you think it's for you, you know, go ahead first with it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I went. And, you know, I haven't looked back since. You know what I'm saying? I enjoyed ups and downs here. You know what I'm saying? All the hard times and the good times. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's molded me to being the man I am. You know what I'm saying? Besides, you know, my family and God, you know, helping me come up and everything. So, you know what I'm saying? It's been a good journey here. You know what I'm saying? It just went by fast. I enjoyed every moment of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just ready to just, you know what I'm saying, keep going these last few months here of my time being here. So this is your last year at Coastal? Yes, sir, it is. So what are you last looking at after after school? Oh, uh, you know, you know, hopefully the NFL, you know what I'm saying? I know, you know what I'm saying? It does not work out for everybody. You know what I'm saying? I pray it work out for me. If it do, it does, you know, but if it does not, that's fine. I just start my next part of life. You know, I'm getting into coaching, college coaching. You know what I'm saying? So I start building a relationship with my coaches here and just trying to make connections and everything just in case the NFL doesn't work out. You know what I'm saying? I have something to fall back on. So you like the idea of hearing the term head coach, C.J. Brewer, right? Oh, yes, sir. Most definitely. I don't really want to be a head coach. I'm not going to lie. I really just want to coach uh, defensive line, you know what I'm saying? And just, you know what I'm saying, that's what I just love to do is being around the game. So just as long as I'm around the game somehow, some way, I'm fine with that. That's really good. Um, and for people who don't know, you and I have something that we both share. You and I are both history people. You're a history major, and I was a history major at Coastal, so that automatically makes us both terrific people, right? Sure, you're right about that. Um, tell everybody what your favorite area of history is so far. Uh, mine, I forgot what I told you the last time we talked, but I want to say mine would probably be during the Holocaust, mm -hmm. during that period of time. That's probably my, you know, learning more about that and everything. Uh, you know, the crazy things that went on then. It's probably my favorite part of history. Yeah, see, off this show, you and I have to chat about some of our professors because there's some of the guys that are still there that I had as well. Okay, so, yes, sir. So yeah. don't don't automatically get, oh, my God, those guys have got to be up. They taught me and that are teaching you. That's, that's not the case, okay? <laughs> I got you. I got you. All right, so, CJ, what we've been doing here also, in addition to getting to know you guys, is giving y'all a minute or two to talk about whatever's on your mind. Um, and like I was telling you before we started – this recording, we've had some people talk about how their mullets got started. Um, you know, Bryce Carpenter talked about fan support, all that kind of stuff. So, CJ, I'm going to stop talking. And for about the next minute or two, man, you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. The floor will be yours. Uh, yes, sir. You know, the main thing I just really want to speak on now is just, you know, how far this program has came since the time I've, since my first year here to now. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's came a long way. I know my first year was a transition year from um, FCS to FBS, and it's just crazy how, like, you know what I'm saying, the games really was never packed, you know what I'm saying, how just the competition uh, level, you know, the competition level just increased, and just, you know what I'm saying, we had people leave the program, you know, so, you know, you know hope, hope the best for them, pray the best for them, you know, some people just didn't see the thing all the way through, and I just really want to give a shout-out to all the guys that did, you know, uh, Silas Kelly, you know, Teron Jackson, you know, he's in the NFL now, Trey Carter, you know, he's one of the main guys here, um, myself included, Teddy Gallagher, you know, Teddy Gallagher, you know, he transferred in, but it was like, you know, something like right after that year, we jumped up. Um, CJ Marable, um, CJ Shrimp, 
and, you know, it's Greg Latusco, you know, and it's um, Charles, Stephen Badowski, you know, it's other guys that, you know what I'm saying, that just, um, I, I, could, I could say, really just helped mold it, this program to where it is now. And, you know what I'm saying, bringing in Coach Chadwell and his staff, Coach Scott, you know, that's the strength conditioning coach, and just his whole entire staff really just changed this thingy. Because, you know i at one point it was down bad here, I guess you could say. You know what I'm saying, like people was leaving, you know what I'm saying, one year we went three and nine, then five and seven. And, you know, just the main thing, just, you know, seeing it through, you know what I'm saying, not quitting. That's my big thing is just not quitting, not giving up. And it was times that I, you know what I'm saying, I almost well, I wanted to give up. I know some other guys did, but, you know, just coming from my family, where I come from, that's just one of the things I couldn't do. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like we blessed and we just reaping what we sold, you know, over time. So just putting in hard work, long days, close games, what, losing five games by a total, of, I think, 24 points, which, was, you know, it's crazy. If you know football, you know that's three points here, one point here, maybe six, seven points there. You know, so it's just crazy just seeing how how far this program has came just from my first year here. And, you know, I'm saying, honestly, being able to say, you know what I'm saying, I could say that later on in life, I'd better say, you know, I helped change that program around, helped change the culture, you know, to where it is now. So that's, you know what I'm saying, that's one of my biggest accomplishments. I know being a part of an accomplishment here and just changing everything here and the way we go about things, you know what I'm saying, just being a leader, being a team captain on the team for the past two years. That just, you know, I guess it goes to show that, you know, my guys believe in me and other guys. Trey Carter, I know he's been a captain, I want to say, for the past three years. Silas Kelly, I know he was he wasn't one last year. He was one the year before last, and Telly Gallagher, too. So, no, so it's just been a blessing just seeing how, you know what I'm saying, if you really just put the work in and keep your head down and work, how, uh, you know, you can change things. And I just feel like that's what we did here, you know, mainly the older guys. So, it's just like I said, it's been a blessing, man, just being a part of this team, part of this family. That's what we consider this thing. You know, it's just a big family. You know what I'm saying? Everybody love each and every one. You can go sit down and talk with anybody on the coaching staff, from the head coach down to the youngest player on the team, and just chit chat. You know, everybody from different areas, meeting different people from all over the world, just come together to play the game of football that we all love. So it's just, you know, it's been a blessing being here. It's cool hearing you talk about the core of those guys that went from the the more leaner years early on in the transition, and then moving into where we are now, and hearing those names because when I talk to you guys. It's, it's not that y'all are all saying the same thing. You're saying the same thing, but in a different message, if that makes any sense, how you um, you described it as you know, a few guys that you came through here with and you guys came through some of the more leaner times you know, a couple of years ago to where you are now. And then other guys are talking about things like the, the message of what the coaches are doing to bring you guys through it and, and seeing like the, that one year we were five and seven and those games that we lost were all so close. That's a possession or two in every single game that could have turned a record from five and seven and something as a winning record in a bowl, you know, bowl season. And I think about as a former coach, I go back to thinking about stuff like that's a few more reps in the weight room. That's a couple yes. of more sprints after practice that we could do. And I know coach Chadwell well enough to know that that's something that he probably said to you guys too, is like, you know, just a little bit more work can take you a whole lot further. Yes, sir. You're right about that. And that's what you said. That's the thing we just, you know what I'm saying? I was trying to do just put extra work in each and every day, get better at something. You know what I'm saying? Something with your body, something with football, or just your IQ, or just everything. And that's like you said, that's what we did. We were just still working, just, you know what I'm saying? Trying to not get complacent now and just keep pushing each and every day, get better and better. So we just keep building here. That's really awesome. So um, one thing we also like to do here is if you've got anything that you're endorsing your NIL that you got going on, something like that, I would love to have you, you know, talk about that. If you got anything going on or, a couple of guys have been saying like, well, I don't have anything, but I want to support this other guy who's doing this. So in the time we got left, is there anything you want to talk about as far as you know, any endorsements, anything yet going on? 
Oh yeah, yeah, I have some things in the making and that nothing's set in stone right now. So, you know, I'm not gonna speak too much on it. You know what I'm saying? Just still have a few things in the making. But um, you know, I would give a shout out to Grayson McCall. You know, I know he got a side out right now with shirts and everything. Uh Teddy Gallagher, uh the Jordan Strong, the offensive line, they have like full shirts made. So, you know what I'm saying? If you listen to this, please go out, support those people, you know, those guys on my team, those, you know, my brothers just trying to help them out. You know what I'm saying? They can just keep chasing their goals and just, you know, purchase a shirt or just headband, sweater, something. You know what I'm saying? Just keep it, you know, just keep those guys supporting, keep, keep those guys going. Well, Mr. Brewer, I appreciate your time. Uh, go get healed up and get ready for UMass. We will be in the stands. Um, and like I always tell everybody else, if you find yourself feeling down, we're in section 105. Just turn That's around fine. and look at us. We always screaming at somebody. Yes, sir. I got you. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you for your time, man. Yes, sir. You have a good night. Fans, thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Strut. Tune in next week. We'll have a UMass breakdown. We'll look at ULM. We'll have other CCU action and all the fun and frivolity you've come to expect from your friends here at The Strut. Until next time, we'll see you next week.